And now let's keep working through the book of John. So yesterday we got to talk about who John was, uh, who the author of this book was. Uh, John, one of the sons of Zebedee, one of the apostles, one of Jesus's closest disciples. And uh, now we get to look at why he wrote this book. And so this will be really important as we're reading through just to remember why who John was and why he would write this book specifically. And we talked about yesterday, it doesn't start off with like, hi, my name's John and I'm writing this book for this reason. But he does tell us towards the end of the book why he wrote this book. So we'll cover this definitely in a couple months when we're at the end of the book, but we'll also talk about it now so that we can follow this main theme all the way through the book of John. So in John 20, you can turn all the way back to the end of John, John 20, verses 30 and 31. Daddy will read them for us now. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. All right, so right there, especially in verse 31, he tells us why he wrote this book and why he wrote some of the very specific accounts that he covered in the book. And that was so that you, you, each one of you, all of us, that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So that first part he talks about that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ. And so the Christ isn't Jesus's last name. He didn't have really a last name. He would have been uh, called the son of someone maybe, but here he's Jesus the Christ. And so the Christ is a way of saying the Messiah, the Savior. So this is Jesus the Savior. He is the one who was going to save us all from the sin and guilt that was brought into the world through Adam. And so one of the reasons John wrote this book was so that we would believe that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was the promised one through the whole Old Testament, that he was the one who was going to come and live the perfect life that no one could live and be that sacrificial lamb that no one could be to die in the place of all who Christ or all who God would elect into his family and pay the wrath for their sins. And so this is a very clear way of saying that if we believe that Jesus is the Christ, that we believe all of the scriptures leading up to this point, we believe in what Jesus did when he was here on this earth, what he did in his death, in his resurrection, and in his ascension into heaven. And so then it says that not only are we believing that he is the Messiah, the promised one, but that he is the son of God. So that's what we'll talk about at the beginning is that uh, in our memory verse, we've been reading through that uh, the word was with God and the word was God. And so we're part of the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus is God and God's Son. So uh, this is really important for us to remember that Jesus isn't just an ordinary man. He's the Messiah, and he's also the only begotten of God, that he is God's son, and he is truly God and truly man. 
And when we believe that and confess that, at the end here it says that in believing that, you may have life in his name. And so we know this isn't just talking about current life, because we're all alive and breathing right now. And there are plenty of people who are alive right now who do not believe in Jesus. We get to go and minister and preach to them a lot on Saturdays when we call them to repent of their sins and to believe in Jesus. This is some of the language that Daddy uses when I'm talking to the ladies on their way in and some of the people who are there to help the women murder their babies is that they need to repent of their sins and they need to believe in Jesus and they need to bow their knee to him. Because part of believing isn't just uh, intellectual assent, that's a fancy way of saying just knowing in your head that Jesus is real and that he is the Christ and the Son of God, but believing is then putting it into action. So a true belief in who Jesus is would draw us to then love Jesus for who he is and what he did. Uh, and like we talk about in the God's moral law, the first four commandments are about loving God, and the next six are about loving our neighbor as ourselves. And so as we love God and believe in Jesus, we would follow those first four commandments. And as we follow those first four, it would naturally follow out that we would follow the next six as we are seeking to do God's will. And this is very similar to what John has wrote for us in some of his other writings. So this is not anything different than he was believing when he wrote this for us, that we need to believe in Jesus and that we would believe in him and follow him. So in 1 John 5, which is another one of the letters that he wrote, he wrote John 1, 2, and 3, uh, and also wrote the gospel according to John, which we've been reading. And so in 1 John 5, verse 13, he says, I write these things to you who believe. So he's again talking about why he's writing these things. I write these things in the book of 1 John, in my letter to you, to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. So this one, he adds in a little more of the confidence that we have. So not only uh, are we hoping to read and understand John, the gospel, so that we might believe in Jesus and have eternal life. Once we do believe in him, we then, as he says here, we have confidence uh, that we uh, that you may know that you have eternal life, so that we have this confidence in the eternal life. Uh, and we know we have that because Christ has told us that we would have eternal life in him. All those who believe in him and call on his name would be saved. And this isn't just something that John wrote. Um, Daddy likes to read and talk a lot about Romans and the Apostle Paul. Uh, he talks about this in Acts when he's preaching and then in his letter to the Romans. In Romans 10, he also talks about how we need to confess and believe who Jesus is, and that's part of our believing. So uh, he says, starting in verse 8, But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. 
Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. And so it goes on for a little bit after that. But this is really important, is that not only do you believe in your heart who Jesus is, but then you confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Uh, he's the ruler over everything. He's the creator of everything. He's the agent of creation, the one who created. Uh, and so this is why John wrote this book. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why he is the evangelist. He is the one who is proclaiming who Jesus is for the whole world. So this is really uh, important for us to remember that we need to confess with our mouth. We need to believe in our heart who Jesus is, what he did, that Jesus is the Christ, the Lord, and it is only through him, no other way, that we can have eternal salvation and be saved from God's just uh, wrath and his just punishment.